evening and happy Wednesday. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. This is the In the Thick podcast and talk show. And, of course, my name is Heather. And we are joined tonight. We've got Fallon. Hello, Fallon. Hi, girl. Hi. We have Victoria. I think you're Victoria from now on. Yeah, because you get kind of formal. You know, you, know, you got to balance it out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're Victoria. And then we also have one of my most favorite people in the absolute world. We have my dear friend. My dear friend. I won't give her nickname, but her real name is <laughs> Tiffany Simmons. Hello, Tiffany. Thank you for joining us. Hello, child. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And, Yes, absolutely. And t- let me let me tell y'all something about Tiss. So Tiss is one of the most modest people I've ever met in my entire life. Okay, she has so many things going on. I don't understand how she gets rest. She has to be a vampire. Um, she has so many amazing things going on. It's ridiculous. Tiss does more than everybody I know combined. Okay, so on top of being an amazing mother to two beautiful girls, um, Tiss owns a few businesses. She is an author. She's a screenwriter. She is a nurse by trade. What else do you do? That's it. You work out every day. (laughs) Oh, you're a basketball coach? (laughs) <laughs> the Hall of Famer, okay? She's a baller herself. She went to Judson College in Elgin, so she got inducted uh, last year in the Basketball Hall of Fame because she's just that dope. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's something else that I missed, right? We can keep going. Yeah. We can keep going on with the show, you know. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, see, you see how modest she is, and she has she has um, a group that um, that I'm blessed to be a part of. It's called She Before Me, and she also hosts her own podcast. It's the She Before Me podcast. So, anyway, after that plentiful welcome introduction, to- we. Thank you. Right. Welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> After that uh, plentiful introduction, real quick before we get in, before we really get into the pod, I want to talk about this ungodly snow that we were hit with last weekend. <laughs> wow. The snow populace. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I have such an attitude about this snow, and let me tell you, I am actually planning to leave Chicago within the next two years now because I can't do it no more. I'm done. But everyone I'm says done. that. Like, everyone says that. Like, I'm leaving. It's like 37 years later. <laughs> sure. No, baby, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I've already – look, Dale, Dale Lynn is trying to welcome me to Houston, okay? We're going to work this thing out because I can't do it anymore. I, can, I cannot – my bones can't take it. My bones I can't take it. I'm so upset. I was literally, I was literally helping my, I was literally helping my male lady out of like this big ass. I'm sorry. Can I cuss on you? Um, this big trench that's in front of my. <laughs> I'm like, who is sucking this snow? This male lady. She was like, I didn't want to get my fat ass at the truck. I'm like, I can't. I'm done. Like this is, 
ridiculous. Like, who has to put up with this? But, no, I feel you. I think once my kids get older, I'm definitely out for sure. Yeah. You know, Nora's it's never going to let you leave, though. Nora, Nora's not going to let you leave, so I don't know what you're talking about. Nora can stay with her people. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't know Nora, but Nora is her four-year-old. She's she, she's something else. So we, we can have a whole other podcast talking about Nora, but um, I was angry with the snow. I heard that it's going to snow again this weekend. How true is that? It is. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to snow yeah. uh, starting at noon tomorrow, actually, up until, I believe, Saturday night. But, you know, the chances are so high for Sunday, which is Super Bowl Sunday, so a lot of plans might get ruined. But us Chicago ones, we will push through some snow. I mean, wait, is it like a real, real Super Bowl party? It's supposed to be rain and snow, which is worse to drive in than just snow, I would believe. Yeah. Or in my opinion. Hmm. But if I I can say something about... If I could say something about Chicago, I, I do appreciate that there are still some good Chicagoans and still some good black men out here, and actually men, period, because I did have a Caucasian mm-hmm. help me at one point um, during the snowstorm with no questions, you know, got up, like I didn't ask him to. He saw me struggling, and he's like, hey, I got you. You get back in the car. You'll be fine, you know, and then one guy, he got out of his car, you know, from doing his own thing, had his family in the car, actually. And he's like, no, my mama raised me better than that. So that was just beautiful to me. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. happy to see that there's still some good Chicago guys out here. I think there's still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had also been seeing that, too. Uh, it really seems like people were, like, trying to band together um, because this is, you know, the first heavy snow that we've had since Snowmageddon in 2011. So... This was really, really bad. And, again, I mean, it's always projected to be worse um, than what, what we get, but at the same time, people have been banding together. But what I don't appreciate, and I hope this person is going to listen to this podcast, there's someone who lives by me that acted like they were living in Chicago, and they reserved their parking spot with two chairs. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they did. Good. So I walked outside. <laughs> I walked outside, getting in the car, about to get, take Kamari to work. And I see these two chairs. I promise you, because y'all know how I get, I wanted to bust their windows with those chairs. <laughs> Not that I bust windows, but in that moment, that's oh. what I wanted to do. Come on now. Come on now. No, I know. The petty side of me. I was going to say, I was like, that's that big of a deal. Like, I mean, but I don't either. Like, it's not altogether necessary, but I just don't like for people to take my parking space. I am the person that will take ownership of a parking space, and they don't even live there. This particular complex, for for example, like, I feel like it's some parks that are mine. No, I do not pay rent (laughs) here. <laughs> I feel like that's me. You're delusional, and I'll be mad when people park there. Right? It's not delusional. Right. I just feel like I'm here often enough that they should respect my space. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, oh, <laughs> okay. I'm on the anyway. Moving on, <laughs> M- moving on, <laughs> moving on. We're done with that because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, so. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Fallon, I want you to get into uh, our first topic, um, which is something that we found on Facebook. All right, ladies. So if you're ready, and hopefully everybody has a little tidbit of info to share or opinion or advice, not to be in these situations. All right, so the article reads, met a guy online. We texted and called each other for three months before deciding to meet up in person. Well, let's just say his pictures were half true. His face and top half looked about the same as his Facebook pics, but he was big in the lower body and had hips like a woman. Am I shallow for avoiding him now? Did he purposely withhold this information from me? I feel like he tried to reel me in before showing his full self. Now, I can go last. I'm fine with that. But um, let's throw it on over to um, our guest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was, you know, LOL at the woman hips because that would have scared me too. But um, I feel like we are (laughs) – Uh, No, but I feel like we are in this catfish culture, you know. So for me, I love the idea of like, oh, let's not meet for 30 days and that's cool. But because people are really showing their representatives more than their true self, I just feel like you still want to filter that, right? Like for me, it's like we're chatting. I need to hear your voice before I see you in person. I need to see your Instagram or Facebook page because I need to get a glimpse of who who you are really. Um, And so for me, I just feel like it's somewhat of her fault. Like, it's all cool and dreamy to be like, oh, we we just talked on the phone and we, you know, we text for 30 days. So, But, again, you want to protect yourself out here because, you know, it's sad to say we have to, we have to, we have to know. You have to know. And, And for me, I just feel like don't take away my choice, you know. Don't take away my choice, you know. And, um, and on the other side of that, be your true self, you know. So that's my take I on agree. it. <laughs> that was, I that agree. was cute. Heather, how about you? <laughs> so, uh, so, so, you know, I am uh, semi-newish to this whole dating thing, again, mm. right? And a lot of things have blown my mind, I would say, over, like, the past year, year and a half or so. Um, And, yes, catfishing is real. There's been a number of guys that I've met, you know, like online that have been like, okay, 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 so can we video chat immediately because I've been catfished several times. And I'm like, that's fine. I have nothing to hide. What you see is what you get. So the pictures that you see, like, I'm that person. You know what I'm saying? But to them, they feel like it's so many women out here. And I hear more that the women do it more than the men. Mm -hmm. Right? Men can't hide behind a lot of filters or a lot of makeup, hair, lashes. They can't do all that, that glam thing like we can. So I can understand, like, where they would get that from. You know, I had this one guy tell me, <laughs> he, said, he said he was talking to this one girl, and he ended up finding out that she was using her cousin's pictures online. Mm. He was like, but when I met her, she was I've heard some stories, man. I've heard some stories. 
But I think it's, like, I think it's, um, I think it's males too. Like they make, they can't use the filters, but they like the hat fish is real. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, take the hat off. Yeah. Right? Take the hat off, sir. Being bald, and I like a bald head. You know so they, they don't want too. you to be bald. Shave it off. You know? Shave, shave it, <laughs> shave it off. Because I want you. To don't be hang bald. on to it. Don't hang on to it. No, no, no. shave it off regular. But wait a minute. Mm-hmm. The 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 hat trick is because they got the Sherman Hensley joint going on. Like it don't be mm-hmm. that they clean ball heads, they are losing their hair. Mhm. They got a trap door. Like, let me just <laughs> my favorite is the one where people like take the beard. That is funny to me. <laughs> my my cousin was dating somebody who had who was wearing like scub like scullies and like and had no eyebrows. And I was like, what? What did you say? Um, oh. It was like he had some rare condition where he didn't have eyebrows. So he would wear his hat, like, extremely low and wear, like, scrub caps to kind of, like, you know, cover that up and stuff. He probably had real on here. Yeah. Or something. I don't yeah, know. Probably she's, like, but, she's like, will, my, will our kids not have eyebrows? I don't. It's, you have to make that choice, ma'am. But, you know, <laughs> but that's something that, like, you know, so like that. Like, there's microblading. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Go on, Bray the Kid. But it's real out here. I mean, in the same mm-hmm. sense, I saw where the guy was coming from. Oh, like, so okay. he knows that he got childbearing here, and he knows that that is not really popular these days. And I feel mm-hmm. like he probably has a hard time meeting people, like because of how he's shaped. He can't, he can't help mm-hmm. that he got all that extra. I do feel like you have to be honest about it. You know what I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. a part of me was like, <laughs> like I compared to my own self. So with me being like a thicker person, I used to get really irritated when I would like start talking to somebody, and within like an hour, they're like send me full pics, right? And so at first, I'd be like, well, like I already told you, I'm like a bigger person on my profile. I have pictures of me in like a full, like a full picture. Why do you need mm-hmm. like extra pictures? Like I'm already saying like what I look like. We could FaceTime, you know what I'm saying? But then I had to remember that it's a lot of people wearing out here. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I just, I could see how, like, I also feel like because catfishing is a thing, I also feel like it's it's hard where you're different. And it's hard to figure out, like, who you can attract when you're different. And I just think he shot his shot. I mean, it was it was funny to me because I was like, oh, she's not going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, okay, I mean, at the same time, I feel like, you know, it's hard. It's hard when you don't look how what's the status quo, I think. But I think I think it just goes along with just self confidence, you know, because I, there's someone for everyone. Like we've all seen those people and it's like, How the hell did they end up with somebody? You know, and it's just You're um, right. Mm-hmm. You have to carry that self confidence and that's gonna attract people because they'll see beyond the physicalities and they'll you know, they'll see you. Um, you know, my cousin dated a guy with hips for a long time, you know, she would make fun of it. Like, I love his little hips and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know, they made a cute little couple and she liked it. So I loved it. So, you know, whatever. But, um, I think it's because he was a confident guy. He was like, I am who I am. So if you like, you know, if you don't like it, shit, move around. Um, people just need to move into that space more and avoid some of that, you know, rejection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I think that's I guess what he my take up. on it, my take on it is that 
I think within the, the online dating um, society that we're in now, I think it's important to ask the right questions. So we're asking all this fufu, what's your favorite color, what's your favorite cuisine, all of this. Hey, what's your, what's your flaw that you hate about yourself? What is it? Is it all tips? Because sometimes, sometimes people might mm. be honest. You know, for, for me, myself, I don't like to go outside without eyebrows drawn on, okay? I, I don't care where I'm going. I could be going to the gas station. I need to put some eyebrows on. Or I could be going to Aldi. I still need some eyebrows on because I feel like I don't look well without them. So that's something that I would, I would be able to answer with no, no problem, no hesitation. And maybe that's a little less embarrassing than having hips when you're not supposed to have any. I don't know. But I'm just saying I think that people should ask those certain questions. Like you would ask someone, what do you think your strengths are? Okay, and then you would say, what do you think your weaknesses are? So I think you can, you can kind of navigate when you ask better questions versus just the foo-foo stuff because I want to hear the dark shit. And maybe we won't get there. Um, prior to seeing each other, but first of all, you're not going to see me just randomly and you're, you're carrying your red rose and I'm just going to run for the hills because I see that you should have had on Spanx today. I'm not going to do that. We're going to have a whole Skype or uh, FaceTime, something like that, where, no, sir, do a, do a 360. Let me check this out. Let me check this out. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to embarrass me in nobody's restaurant. Looking like, oh, it, it wasn't, um, did girlfriends have an episode like this? <laughs> where, oh, yeah. Yep. Where William, yep. William, like, was <laughs> totally embarrassed and mortified by some chick, or was it the girls that did it to him? I don't remember, but. <laughs> and then, you know, that, that goes back to a couple of our episodes where we were like, you know, you got to have real friends in your life. <laughs> you got to have people that's going to be like, homie. I don't think you should hide that from her. I think she should know that you're bald. I've been talking for four months. I think she should know. I think she should know that the reason that you wear, you know, space is because, you know, you got a G unit. There's certain things that I think we can help <laughs> one another out in our own intimate circles, but we can help ourselves out if we just stop, you know, being on the surface because I think anybody online mm-hmm. dating is tired of surface shit anyway. So if if you ask the questions and get a little deeper, dig a little deeper, then maybe by the time you met him, you you know he wouldn't have needed to shop at Ashley Stewart. Just saying. But Fallon, like you bring, you bring up a good point about <laughs> you bring up a good point about like doing the foundational work. And I don't know, like recently I got back on an app and things like that. Uh, but I still feel like people feel like being on dating apps it's like cliche and like it should still be surface level. And so sometimes it's like hard to even get to that. Like it takes time for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People like not even like taking it, you know, they say that they're looking for relationships, but, but again, it's like, Oh, you're meeting somebody online. This shouldn't be taken as serious. And I'm like, no, no, like we should have grown conversations and get to know each other, blah, blah, blah. But why is it that like the foundational piece, is even lacking more. Like, this is a time. Like, COVID, we can't go nowhere. You you, right. you can mm-hmm. spend more time, you know, get it to know each other. Why not be your authentic self in that case? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, because I think on. it's still very surface. I think, I think online, it sounds like it shouldn't be, but it is fairly shallow. I mean, people feel mm-hmm. like, for one, it creates this, like, you have to be 
willing to be vulnerable vulnerable to be honest about your flaws. That's the first thing. Mm. The second mm-hmm. thing is is that like, you know, like I've been online dating for a while and I feel like it's too extreme. It's either like people who are like completely shallow and they feel like this is their time to like slide through like the Rolodex of who's in their area, you know what I mean? Like, hey, mm-hmm. I like somebody five five, let me search everybody five five. Hey, I like somebody with this kind of hair, let me search this kind of hair. And then their conversation is built on, well what can you bring me based off of I'm in this like shopping mall of dating online. Or you yeah. have people who want to get like deep like that from the jump. And sometimes you have to build a rapport to get there. Like I'm always turned off by people who are like, so I am trying to get married this year, and this is what I want in, like, their mm-hmm. in their profile. And profile, then they message yeah. you, and then they're like, well, what are you trying to do? Because I'm trying to see you today because this is my goal for 2021 mm-hmm. and all this other kind of stuff. It's like, okay, like, I've never even <laughs> seen you. Like, what? Why? Why are you doing so much? You know what I'm saying? I think you yeah. have to build that so you could be comfortable enough to be honest. So, uh-huh. But I do think, I do think, Vicky, that there's, there's, that goes back to somebody, there being someone for everyone, because there's somebody that's going to jump right on that, that's feeling that same angst and anxiety about what they want and what they're planning for their life and their short-term and long-term goals versus getting to know. I mean, there's people I do know that have had whirlwind romances that they did get married for after three months. And everything mm-hmm. is going great for most of them. So, I mean, there's somebody that might jump on them that's just not your person. But I think those per- those right. people are living in their truth, and that's why they have no time for the nonsense. Exactly. It could also be like... Creepy, though. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I was just going to say quickly, like, and another part of it is, like, you know, you have to watch what you ask for. Like, you, you ask for somebody who, was, obviously, this dude is open and honest enough to, I mean, not mm-hmm. honest, but mm-hmm. he was open enough to engage in this conversation with you and get to know you. And, like, you know, and she's probably like, this is everything that I wanted. And then it's always, like, some caveat. I was like, this is everything you wanted, but this nigga got hit. So now what? And you're like, ugh. You know, so gotta be specific. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's on that's on her too. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. Um, I, I think for me, like, um, and I know that I mentioned this on a previous pod. Uh, I want I want all the juice up front. Give me the juice, right? Be be open with me. Be transparent. Communicate because I don't want to find out three, six, nine, 12 months down the road that there's going to be some sort of issue. So I want to see all the red flags in the beginning. And so far, so good, Jesus. Like, you're <laughs> showing me all the red flags mm-hmm. in the beginning so that I know how to proceed accordingly. So I don't necessarily mind when someone tells me, all right, look, a goal of mine is to get married. If you're not trying to get married, then maybe we should stop talking now. Hey. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or someone who says, mm-hmm. hey, I'm looking for this instead, or even someone who says, hey, I'm just kind of looking to, like, play around and meet several people and all this and kind of date, then that gives me the freedom to decide if I want to deal with you, Mr. Hot Pants. You know what I mean? So anyway, okay. uh, <laughs> um, so, so moving on, um, something that we have been bombarded with 
right, um, especially throughout this pandemic. So the pandemic uh, proved that social media is our friend, I'd mm. say. I think that's fair, okay? Um, and when I say that, I mean specifically TikTok, right? So TikTok, when it first <laughs> came out, was called Musical.ly. Musically, and musically, all the little kids were getting musically, and they were doing these music challenges, and it was cute and fun and innocent, right? I would say, like, end of 2019, early 2020, when they renamed it TikTok, it blew up, and it almost seems like it blew up overnight, right? Mm -hmm. So what we've been seeing most Mm -hmm. recently, and I would even say, like, really specifically in the black community, and the reason why I say black community is because when we do stuff, we do it with flair, okay, these challenges. So we got the bucket challenge, and we've got the silhouette challenge. And what I've been seeing recently is a lot of backlash for both challenges because women have been sexualizing themselves. Mm. So to take it a step further, when I've been seeing it, and this was something, um, and I had been seeing it before Michael Todd came out with his sermon on Sunday. I don't know if you guys know who Michael Todd is. He's a young pastor. He's in his 30s. He's pretty well known. He's really blowing Mm -hmm. up even overnight through social media too. Um, And I like Michael Todd. I think he brings a good word. I think he's solid. Um, I think that he he is definitely a pastor that I can listen to and I can appreciate some of the things that he's saying, right? But he had an issue with the challenges because what, what he was saying in so many words is that we don't have to do that as women, right? We don't have to do that. Because when you do start sexualizing yourself, and then you are sexualized, how can you get upset with that? Mm-hmm. Right? So um, I want to know, Fallon, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, thanks for that. I don't know, Michael Todd, I guess I have to check him out. You know, I'm a little out of mm-hmm. touch with, with the newest of the new, so you guys got to, like, start tagging me and stuff. But because I, I'll stick to my own little thread, and that's it. <laughs> so if I, if it doesn't pop up for me, I'll be, like, not in the know. But um, I mm-hmm. do believe, I, I read something earlier today about the Chloe and Hallie um, group. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows Chloe and Hallie are uh, twins, and one seems to be a little more sexual than the other, or at least a little more sexually expressive publicly than the other. Um, and supposedly, well, I don't, not supposedly, because I see to, and she definitely did her thing on the Blessed Challenge, but, you know, she got so much flack and, you know, ended up turning around and making, like, a, a really tear, tearful post, which was saddening to me. You know, I, I feel like here you see this young girl who's just trying to, you know, e- either blend in or find her avenue to, explore her sexuality without, you know, stepping out in the streets and actually claiming bodies. She's just doing things for fun, and then she's all while building her fan base and, you know, promoting herself and promoting her own sexual liberation. I didn't find anything wrong with it, but I do definitely see some uh, portrayal of us women being way too much. And, I mean, I guess that's all in the eye of the beholder. 
because as we talked about on another uh, pod with uh, the ladies about the WAP controversy, you know, that to me, that didn't bother me either. I, I felt like that was her lane and that, that's where she should stay. Yeah, it's, it's probably nothing that I would have done, but, I mean, to each his own. I feel that we need to stop just being so judgmental with our women because then that's when we have our women doing things behind closed doors. I feel like that's when we have the Christian Grey type of motherfuckers that's taking our women in these fucking dungeons and having them be their little sex slaves, and then we've never seen them. We're not seeing them again. So I think people need to leave people hell alone and let them do what they want to do. They want to be sexual. They want to pop lock and drop it and, and bust it open on their own phone that you don't pay for, on their social media that they're accountable for, then leave these people alone. Now, I don't like when the baby's in the background. I will mention that because that's unacceptable. That is so, totally unacceptable when little man is in the background working with you. That's not cool. But... Right. In the privacy of your, your own bedroom, and you know you've got a, a pretty neutral, intimate friend circle, or even if you don't, unfollow who you need to unfollow. It makes you uncomfortable. Unfollow me. That I mean, that's mm-hmm. period, point blank. I don't need your opinion, and I'm sure that lady don't need your opinion. But now you got this girl um, going crazy, making tearful posts when half of y'all couldn't step in her shoes if you wanted to. Leave the girl alone. Let her do you. Let her do her. And she probably would never do you because you ain't, you ain't on her level. So all of the men mm-hmm. and even the women, especially the older generations, that are, you know, shaming these ladies, like I said, I feel like all that shaming is going to lead to something negative in these women's lives. So if mm-hmm. you want to give them a sister girl talk, do that. But don't mm-hmm. shame them and slut shame them and whole shame them. I think that leads down a dark, as dark negative attitude avenue and I think as us as a community of women like Heather said not even just black community us as a community of women we need to stop doing it to each other mm-hmm. right but yeah. Fallon I, I, I agree in that like I was just gonna you know agree because for me I feel like self-respect is um is subjective you know um mm-hmm. you know so if if I if I feel confident being a stripper, if I feel confident being naked on, uh, you know, Instagram or whatever socially, um, then that's who I am. And I think, I don't think she should have apologized at all. Again, like, you know, echoing what Fallon was saying, because this is who I am. Um, are are we socially responsible for everybody's image who is black? No. <laughs> or doing something that we feel like this goes against our culture, our culture or religion, and we shouldn't be doing it. Like, well, if I'm confident in any action, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what the hell I want to do. Um, and like she said, like, we really shouldn't be judging anybody for it, you know. Um, I think there's a, there's a, like she said, the children, the age, you know what I mean? So um, my daughter's not allowed to be on TikTok showing her ass. So I, I feel like in those cases, you know, you, it, it's, it's taught, you know, I hand it down to my daughter too, you know, have confidence, but also you know, this is what a woman looks like in my eyes, and I want you to carry these traits. I think we do have to um, instill what we want in our in our young our young ladies that are coming behind us. Um, my kids see me, you know, dancing and you know whatever. Um, I'm not doing anything highly inappropriate with them because I want them to be okay with loving their body, their self, their sexuality, and whoever they are, um, in the you know in a respectful way. But again, 
Um, am I ultimately going to be able to control that? No. But, you know, my hope is that I'm instilling what I can in my babies. But, again, um, if they feel confident saying, hey, mom, when I get older, I want to bust it open as a profession, then, hey, you know, like, I, I, I you know, I can be against it. Um, but, you know, it's their life to live. So that's all we can do. Well, I think to that point, though, you know, I, so the whole thing with Chloe, so the first thing with Chloe and Hadley, like, you got to remember they're like 22 and 23. So mm-hmm. I think that part of the problem is is that they, as a singing group, have already been struggling with the I'm growing up and I'm going to show you that I'm grown thing because when they came out, mm-hmm. they were like 14, 15. Exactly. So, like, now yeah. people are having a hard time seeing them as adults. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. I also think, though, that I felt for her because it came from such, like, a genuine place. But on the flip side of it, she kept saying, like, my private Instagram, my private, like, social media. But the thing mm-hmm. is is that social media isn't private. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I have with the challenges is that I have no problems with women owning their sexuality, even owning it publicly. But you have to know that because it's public, you're going to have a mixed bag of opinions. Yep. And I yep. don't know if the, the – I don't know if the place that we'll take these two girls, for example, that they are at now, if Chloe's going to feel like that at 30. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's different when Tiffany Haddish and Common did the silhouette together because, for one, it was really dope to me. But for two, they're grown, so they already have counted the cost on that. I feel like some people who are participating in the challenges, they are in a relationship, they're grown, they they discussed this clearly before they decided to go public because they've both been famous for a long time. I feel like the average Joe people that are doing it don't realize the longevity of social media. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you have to take that into account that, like, once I open up to the public space that this is how I am, I'm also opening up to the public space for people to have opinions about it, and I can't be mad about it. You know, right. so, like, that, that's, that's not yep. only, you know, like, confliction about it. Right, yeah, that's that's all very true. You made a really good point there. I mean, I think that everybody's points were, were very good. They were very valid. Um, I think, like, for me, and I was having a conversation with someone um, that I've known for a few years now, a guy about it, and being sexualized as a woman, I don't care what any other woman says, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't. It does not feel good. I've had my own situations with being sexualized and objectified by men, and it it sucks, especially when that's not what you're looking for, right? So from the side of it being like I'm confident in my body and how I look and all of that, that's one thing, right? But to take it somewhere completely different, which is what I what I think that people did to uh, Chloe, her name is, uh, took mm-hmm. it completely to the left field. I think that that's where her pain came from mm-hmm. more than anything. It wasn't the fact that she actually did the challenge, okay? And I understand that, again, from both sides. I understand her wanting to be free in her body and her sexuality and the fact that I'm not this Disney kid anymore and you about to see all this ass and you're going to see it bounce and jiggle and shake and everything like that. <laughs> that's one thing. That, that's one thing right there. 
but then to have people come for her as if she was almost like a prostitute. That's another thing. Yeah, right. The assassination of character. Right. She didn't take her clothes off. Now, there were some people in that silhouette challenge, they were naked. They did take their clothes off. And we knew this because the people were finding out a way to get rid of the red lights. You know, um, so that that's that's another thing. I think that you have to look at people's heart and their intentions, and I don't yeah. think that that was necessarily done in all cases. Well, that's that's and to that point, that. you know, men aren't given that same pressure either. So I mean, they could pretty much sexualize themselves to the end of time. They could sexualize you, me, them, everything. That goes away in forty-eight hours. It's like, well, man, like, you know, because you know what's funny? There are men that have done the silhouette challenge. You don't hear about that. You don't hear about, like, oh, well, you know, like, he shouldn't have been out here representing stuff like that. Like, you don't hear that. Mm-hmm. What you mm-hmm. hear about is these right. women. And I think that's fair because it's yeah. already kind of mm-hmm. tipped against us. Yeah. But you know what? Another thing I was noticing, like, the same women – who came for other women that were actually doing these challenges were the same ones who were liking and commenting on the men's challenges. Mm-hmm. I had a problem Agreed. with that because mm-hmm. that's a double standard. Yep. yep. Agreed. You, you know, because I definitely like, how, saw, how's that okay? I definitely saw Trey Song, and <laughs> I'll tell you, I didn't have Ooh, any judgment wrong in my yeah. body. About this. Let me get on okay. with <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Got, you know, Tiffany, Tiffany, I have a present for you. I have a present for you. <laughs> yeah, yes, bless her soul. Bless her soul. I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna bless you, Tiffany, because I think you deserve oh it. I think you've had it. You've had the type of day, Tiffany, that you deserve. Yeah, it. exactly. Oh, Give it to her. Bless, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Y'all ain't right. And, and I want feedback. Right. I want. I want feedback. After you, but after see, you review you know, the file that I send you, I want feedback, okay? Okay. <laughs> so that so that the same women that are loving and liking to share these pictures of Trey Fong in a very intimate moment are hating on these young girls. They shouldn't be doing that. Like, mm. get your judgmental Betty ass the fuck out of here and go have a glass of wine or something. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel. Let that girl, let that little girl live her life. She'll figure it out because if you guys, I don't know if you guys saw Gabrielle Unions. Gabrielle Unions was, it was slightly provocative. Like you could see like a little, a little, a little side cheek, but she had on like, it was something that you wouldn't mind seeing your mama as doing. I mean, not, not in our age. I'm saying like if you had, if you had like a five-year-old or six-year-old or something like that. It's like, oh, mommy doing me, okay. But, I mean, she did it classy. There's a way to do it, but then there's a, a yeah. way of life that you're already living, I think. Like, if, if yeah. you don't have no, no, you don't have any kids to look down, look up to you. So if you want to do that, do that. It's your business. She okay. always tries too hard so, for me, though. Gabrielle Union always Gabrielle. tries hard. Here's what I want to say about that, too, though, Fallon, and this is before we, we move to the next topic. Um, there's a difference in, in body, right? There's a difference in body shape. Oh, there's certainly. a difference in body type. There's a difference in how that body moves, right? 
Gabrielle Union's body does not look like Chloe's, Chloe Bailey's body. No. Okay? It wouldn't it have broke not. the internet. Her, 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 her booty don't jiggle quite really? the same like, like Chloe's does. So I feel so Chloe like had a little jiggle jangle. She had a little jiggle. I'm going I'm to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> but she, her, that body works much, she's more limber, I would say, than Gabrielle Union. Limber. I would even go as far as to say that Gabrielle Union can't compare to any one of us that are on this pod right now when it comes to being able to perform in that manner. I like Gabrielle Union. I do. I'm not, this is not a hate on Gabrielle Union, you know, uh, segment. But I'm just saying that physically there are certain things that her body can't do and it won't do because she just does not do. You know what I mean? Yeah, because she's not okay, built that way. Place, I understand what you're saying. But does, right. that, place a, that, that's does that place a heavier uh, responsibility on the people who are blessed in those areas? You know what I'm saying? Everybody's doing well, a challenge, but it isn't interpreted the same. So because it's not interpreted the same and because, you know, I may have a little jiggle in the back, I should be more res- socially responsible? No, no, absolutely not. I don't think that that is your, your responsibility to bear. I think that, again, Tiff, you can't help how your butt moves, mm-hmm. right? You can't help it. So it doesn't mean that during the summer Tiffany's going to not wear a pair of short shorts because she can't help how her butt moves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it shouldn't be looked at in that same manner. Unfortunately, in society, it is looked at in that manner. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it's and it's looked at that like men they love looking at it, but they also sure. want to talk shit about it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we, and we were ha- having this conversation with <laughs> yeah, and I was having this conversation with um Sanai's dad. You know, like she's twelve, she's five seven, she's a thicker body frame, and it's like as she's growing into this figure, I don't want her to feel insecure about like oh because I have thicker thighs or if I have a nice butt that I have I can't be doing this and I can't be doing that. People are gonna look at me like this, and it's like. In some aspects, I get, you know, I tell her sometimes you, you have a responsibility to make sure that, you know, you're, first of all, you're underage, so you want to dress age appropriately. But as you grow into a woman, sure. you know, you have to take in consideration that too. Not that you're worried about people, but it's the perception behind, you know, the image that you put out sometimes, you know what I'm saying, um, which can – then falls back on the you know a woman's responsibility too as you get older like if my if my titties are big and my cleavage is out I can't be like hey everybody don't look at me because my shit is out you know it's just like okay if I know I have boobs that sit up then you know and if I do wear them out I can't be mad if somebody is looking at it or or um, you know wanting yeah. to holler at me you know or something like that so I don't know I feel like it's it's sometimes really hard to navigate. You know, when you're you're trying to steal the confidence and instill, you know, self worth and all that, but also have to maintain the perception that you give. Right. Yeah. Yes, you do. It's a it's a it's a fine line, and it it it's almost yeah. like catch twenty two. It puts you between a mm-hmm. yeah, and it puts you in a in a rock you know between a rock and a hard place. But I do want to move on, and um, mm-hmm. I want to discuss our last uh, major topic. Um, which is something that we were discussing last week, 
um, we were discussing something last week, and then I thought about, you know, how prevalent secrets are within the black community, or the black family specifically. Uh, and we all have them, right? We mm -hmm. all have them. Mm -hmm. We all have scandals. And why is it that it seems like, unless my assessment is just wrong, why is it that it seems like our secrets are much deeper and much more complex than that of other nationalities? Chris, why, why do you think that is? I think, I think we have a um, long ancestral history of secrets, right? Like, I feel like for hundreds and hundreds of years, our, our people have always had this kind of stoic, um, this stoic embodiment, you know, and to kind of bury our truth, to be quiet, right? Like, we weren't allowed to talk about a lot of that. And I think um, even, even in current times, we carry that, you know, what what happens in the family stays in the family and that, you know, mm -hmm. we have to be careful about our images and just the hush, hush, be quiet. And so I think it's lingered because um, it's just been, it's been our culture for a long time. Um, and it's not to say that other cultures haven't endured, you know, but we've, we've been through some shit, you know. Um, and so I think the consequence of that now, even in our, you know, in our generation, is that it's still it's a it's a generational type of curse. Like we we still carry that those same weights around. So that's that. That's that. Mhm. Mhm. And I just I, I feel that in some ways we're breaking out of it. I feel like people are becoming more 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 keen to just go ahead and be expressive about their truth, right? And I think that's, that's a hard place to be just personally, no matter what, you know, ethnicity you're in. But to, to be at a place where you're like, okay, I'm free to talk about this um, is, is awesome. And I, I think that us as a people are beginning to evolve in finding our voice, right? Like we, we're, we're having our first black revolution in years and like now the black voice means something. And, and I think people are starting to really be okay with being like, hey, this may have been an embarrassment. This may have caused me some trauma, but I'm okay talking about it. Like I'm okay talking about it. So I think, you know, we're kind of we're coming out of it. But, um, but yeah, I think it definitely goes deeper than just, um, you know, people like, oh, we just want to keep secrets for, um, because, you know, my mom told me not to say anything. I think it just runs deeper than that. Um, but, you know, for so long, we just haven't, to your point, been given the space mm -hmm. to own mm -hmm. our truth. Like, and, and like you said, like, you know, it's something that's ingrained generationally. Yeah. And I think that it's really hard. You know what makes it really hard? Those generations are still alive and well. So, like, when... Yes. When you're ready to talk about it, your mom might not be ready to talk about oh it, or your grandma's gosh. not ready to talk about it, or your aunt's not ready to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like, so you're mm -hmm. sitting here like, well, I'm ready to take ownership. And it's like, <laughs> but at all parties not. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that especially in past generations, they were conditioned to not share. Yeah. And that they were conditioned. And part of it is because I think 
you know, especially for, like, people of color, we spent so much time trying to – all communities didn't have to rebrand themselves to the world based off of the oh. the assumptions and racism that was put on them. So I feel like, especially with black people, like, we – had to come in and be like, this is not who we are based off of what, like, society has said and everybody has said, this is who I actually am. So you're sitting here trying to purposely trying to rebrand yourself, your family, your past ancestors, everybody. And then in the middle of that, these pockets of times when we've made mistakes or been vulnerable or made a misstep, they kind of get buried, and sometimes they're big mistakes, and sometimes they're big missteps that affect mm-hmm. more generations. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I mm-hmm. really think about mm-hmm. that, that, like, because as a culture we black people had to rebrand, it took away our, our times of being able to be vulnerable and be real and take ownership and forgive ourselves and each other. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's just unfair. So we're having to undo all this stuff from the past, decades, let alone our day-to-day regular stuff. Wow. I didn't think about it in that manner. I didn't. Um, Stop, Fallon, what are you? How are you feeling? Um, I think, I believe when we spoke about um, this topic being um, present tonight, I wasn't thinking of it that way either, Heather, but now that I am, it's Mickey, you spoke of it being the past decade. I mean, I feel like now we're going back to slavery because we weren't supposed to speak about whose daddy that was or whose mama that was. All we knew was that was my brother. We was going out here. We was going to make this money, and we was going to bring it home to whomever mama may have been, okay? And, yeah, daddy died, and now best friend took over for daddy, and now that's my daddy, you know, things like that. I think we've, we've just been conditioned, and one of you said conditioned to just hold these secrets, like, because we don't talk about it. It's like we just keep moving forward. We just make things work. It just has to work. No, everybody don't need to know our business, baby girl. Everybody needs, mm-hmm. don't need to know our business, son. You know, we just need to keep on moving. We need to keep, keep building. And the thing is about those secrets, it, it knocks us off that growth. Because yeah. it's somebody that's feeling shark eat shark that's going to spill the tea and mess up everybody's feelings and stress everybody out at the whatever reunion. And I don't know what they called it. Maybe they called it praise and worship back in them days. But at whatever barbecue or something, somebody said the wrong thing to somebody auntie. And then now it's like, oh, man, now they fighting. No, now they, you know, like this, mm-hmm. just craziness. So I but Fallon, why? I was going to ask you a question. Why you, you hit on a great point, and I wanted to ask you a question about it. Why do you feel like, and we probably have all seen these scenarios in which, like, the person who exposes the secret gets shunned more than the the, the person who you know might have you know caused some harm, created it, what created right. it or whatever. Like, why right. is that though? It, and that is that is a thing, and I think that goes back to. We don't talk about that. You knew better. You knew better. Mm. And I think it's always that that person ends up getting shunned as the black sheep because you stirred yeah. up all this trouble. Everybody was doing well. But then that goes back to the mental health aspect of it all, I believe, because 
that baby, clearly it was heavy on him. And, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have splurted it out over ribs, but he did. And it was bothering him for some reason. So we need to talk about these things. We need to address the things that happened to me when I was five, or we need to address mm-hmm. the things that I saw in my household. We need to address those things because things that we see carry on in our visual and in our mental without us even realizing it, honestly, until it comes out at the wrong time. And I think we've all been witness to that or victim to that. So I think that it's, it's just necessary to keep that afloat, that mental health afloat, because Absolutely. we've been shoving it under the rug for way too long. Like there's secrets that are still coming out, and I'm almost 40. Girl. <laughs> like, huh. Girl. Like looking at people like, you know, you get to pull out pictures. Like, where was I? Like, uh uh-uh, yeah. you, you just right. too. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know so I think uh, we just need to start being more honest. That. Mm-hmm. You know, go ahead. That it's it's difficult because of because of embarrassment, right? So, um, Fallon, you know, like in our family and everybody, you know, who's listened to the podcast before knows that Fallon and I are cousins. Um, so you know, like our family is good for a secret. Uh, not trying to put our family on blast, but that's just the truth of the matter. We're going to call a spade. We're going to call it a spade, right? Our family is really, really But let me let me interject. Has, let me interject. No different than other any other family. Of course, I'm, I think. But I'm, I'm going to speak on a I'm going to speak on a personal about a personal what you thing. know. That's why exactly. I, that's exactly yeah. that. That's why I, gotcha. I haven't gotcha. started off like that. And again, like she said, no, no, like like any other family. But this is the only family that I've. Experienced experienced on this level um, and in depth like this, which is, how, which is why I can say that, okay? Um, I was adopted. That was a secret for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a secret because of the circumstances that were surrounding the situation, and it was embarrassing to certain members of the family, Right? So one secret begets another secret, begets another secret, begets another secret, and then there is, absolutely, and then there is division in the family, and this side of the family is not really cool with this side of the family because this side of the family knows something that this side of the family really doesn't even know or they don't have all the detail on, and then we've got this thing going for generation and generation and generation, and then there's so much division we're no longer a family, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Or either not what we so, could be. Exactly. And I'm not just saying like yeah. we, just in our family. I'm yeah, just saying in sure. many families within the black community, we lost that yeah. thing when it comes yeah, to yeah. what family truly is. In a lot of families, gone are the days of, and number one, I just want to say, we're not a, we're not as accepting of each other within our family as we should be. We're not. We have a lot of judgment. We oh, treat yeah. people the wrong way. We're dirty to people. We lie mm-hmm. on them. We're backhanded, right? We throw the rock mm-hmm. and we hide the hand. That causes a lot of division. So a lot of these secrets are able to they they've got something that they can they can they can incubate 
right? Mm-hmm. They can they can develop, they can feed off of something sure. because we're not doing the work. Yep, because they're being nourished by other exactly. bullshit. Yeah. yeah, so we just have to get back to a point where we can start doing the work so that our children mm-hmm. don't grow up and be like, oh, I don't know this person. Oh, I don't know that person. And where does this person come from? You want to know why? Because we're not yep. taking that time out. We're not. Yeah. That, that's how I feel. And I, and I hate it, though. And I'm a big, I love my family. My family knows I love them. I love my family to their core. So when I feel like there's something off within my family, it really bothers me, you know. And I think we do have to get to a point where it starts to really bother us so that we can fix it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Agree. For sure. But I think that also comes, Heather, with um, that self-reflection. You know, I remember you were telling me, you know, you weren't feeling too well this weekend, so you had a lot of time to, like, think and, and process some feelings that you may have, you know, kind of just swept around or just said whatever, you know, and I think we all do that. Mm-hmm. And then it's just that one moment where it feels like, wait a minute, I think my feelings are hurt. Or wait a minute, I think I want to say something. And I think we need to go mm-hmm. off of that because it letting things stir up inside of you that's how you end up in all of this angst and mm-hmm. and rage mm-hmm. that comes out when nobody's expecting it. And I know that I've been the I have been there before where like I I was a stuffer for years. And I believe how there is this is even before you and I got really close. I was a stuffer in my family, in my relationship, like, yeah, my feelings are hurt, but whatever, I want everybody to be fine, like peacemaker-ish, if you guys get what I'm saying. Like, no, don't want anybody to fight. Just chill. Everybody chill. Let's stuff it in the bag. Nope, nope, nope. And then Fallon loses it at home listening to gospel, like, you know, spitting up demons or something. You know, so it's just not, it's just not healthy. So I think we should just go back to, you know, being honest with our, ourselves and our family. You know, shit don't always translate well and you just got to be okay with that you tell somebody you hurt me or I think this was wrong say it they might not like it they may not be able to accept it and forgiveness doesn't happen overnight so even that you might have to wait on but I feel like that's a big deal in any family no matter what um, ethnicity but especially black families because we will hold on to shit for years Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That is just that normalizing yeah. part that's destroying us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's destroying yeah. our, our yeah. community and our culture. It's just been, we just normalize so much toxic, so much toxic um, things. And, mm-hmm. and because we've normalized it so much, and, and like Vicki has said, like, you know, a lot of that is with the old generations. And so with them dying off, it is and us kind of evolving into this new voice and new branding. You know, our hopes is that, you know, as our kids get older, we can begin to see huge differences and shifts within our within our community, but that normalizing piece is just like, oh, my gosh, like this is not normal. <laughs> it's not normal. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's unfortunate, but I think that I, we can all agree on this line right now that, 
I mean, if if we want the change, it starts with us, right? So for mm-hmm. our children, you know, and for Vicky, you know, when one day when, when you have children, you know what it is that you don't want, right, based upon exactly. what it is that you've seen around you, right? We know what it is that we don't want based upon what it is that we've seen and also experienced. So mm-hmm. anyway, again, that's one of those topics that we can discuss for hours and hours and hours, but I do want to move on to Vicky's business review. Vicky is so excited about this whole business review section because she is a consumer. What I call you, the consumer. She's a consumer. So I'm telling you, Vicky. Vicky <laughs> finds all types of businesses, and I'd be like, "What? Wait, who? Where are they located? Where'd she get that from?" So she is the um, small business guru. I would say. This is true. I feel like I graduated magnum cum laude of consumerism. But uh, <laughs> so um, this one, the business, I know, I'm extra, but I love it about myself. So <laughs> the business that I'm highlighting today um, is called Missouri Body Essentials. And to be honest with you, I met them. They are actually a mother-daughter duo, which I think is really cute. They're black-owned. Um the mom's name is Adrian. The daughter's name is Brittany. And I met them maybe like three years ago at the Black Women's Expo. And so I have a thing about going to, like, vendor shows. So I would see them, like, all over Chicago kind of, like, selling their products. And what they have are spa-specific um, um, body care products. So they have, like, body oils, bath bombs, exfoliating gloves, um, body souffles, um, and they all are kind of on this, like, higher-end, like, spa theme. So they have, like, eucalyptus and vanilla lavender and Moroccan rose. So for Christmas, I bought myself some um, vanilla lavender body souffle, and then I bought their um, Moroccan rose body gel and body oil. When I tell you that this stuff is fantastic for when you just need to, like, relax and unwind, like, the aromatherapy is great. Um, It keeps you moisturized for a long time. They even advertise it um, as a way to to address, like, eczema. They use, like, all-natural products. I just think they're really dope, and I love that they're, you know, local. They're from Madison. They're really professional. Their packaging is great. So check them out. They have a website. It's called MissouriBodyEssentials.com. They also are on Instagram as Missouri Body Essentials. Um, when I first met them, they had, like, a particular kind of packaging. They had, like, a lot of gold, fuchsias, um, that kind of thing. And then they did, like, a complete, like, rebrand two years ago, and they kind of, like, synergized this kind of like body uh, spa experience. So check them out. I think it's really dope. I also love them because they have such a close bond. Like they do like photo shoots together. They like go to these vendor shows together. Um, they really went and studied like what really works on like people of color skin. Um, but they have like a really diverse clientele, so they really do try to like address everyone. So yeah, Missouri Body Essentials. That's this week's feature. I love that, Vic. Now you Missouri. Said the name is Missouri, mm-hmm. but they're in Madison, it's so it has nothing to do with Missouri. Mm-mm, there is Missouri. Okay. It's, um, oh, Missouri. N-Z. Got it. Okay. N-Z-U-R-I. They're from Madison, you know, which is maybe like, okay. you know, 
like thirty ish minutes from Chicago. So Yeah. Gotcha. I really I'm really a fan of them. Okay, cool. Love it. All right. Thanks. Well, thank you, ladies, for that. Thanks, thank you, ladies, tonight for an awesome podcast. Like, I just, I love this. I love where it's going. I really want to give a special thank you uh, to Tiz, uh for sharing your time with us tonight. You are so amazing. I love you dearly. Um, Tiz, where Thanks can the people find me. you? I am at Tiffany Simmons on Instagram. You can also follow She Before Me at, at She Before Me, S-H-E-B-E, Before um, Me, and um, and on Facebook as well. We have a women's community on there talking about some good stuff in there, so check us out. Oh, and subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let me tell you, that women's community, it gets ignorant. Okay, I love it. We keep the one hundred. I love it. I get I get y'all some of my best my best material. <laughs> you are the number one troller in there. I'm like Heather, in <laughs> I'm in meetings cracking up. I'm like this girl is a fool. I can't take it. Here. Me I check it every day. I can't even hold you. I check my <laughs> the post every day. <laughs> you know, and it's funny oh, because Tiz normally comes, you know, she's very spiritual and, you know, she comes from like this really zen place. And then there's like a number of other people, including myself, that like a little bit of turn up. Tiz likes turn up too, but her turn up comes in. It, it, it's not all the time. <laughs> it sneaks in. It sneaks it in. Tiz, it, it, it starts sneaks. with like, she'll do a bit more like gratitude. <laughs> Yes, like she'll do a post about like gratitude, like how are you thankful today? Or her other day she was like, you know, what's of yourself, easier, forgiveness or right or apology? And I'm sitting there like, man, like I'm at work, like which is easier? Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then this, there he goes, Helen, with some foolery. And I'm yeah. like, okay, here we go. I'm like, and then people like write with her too. Like they have a whole strand of like comments. I'm like, oh my god, here they go. And people have mm-hmm. not even met Heather and say, you know, my cousin Heather. Um, she in the community. She before. I said, do you even know her in real life? Oh, I just know her from the community. Like I'm like, okay. So you're just gonna be hacking a fool. And, like, and, yeah, I, I think Kim called raw baby. I was like. Kim's like, my cousin Heather. I, I was Kim. like, you haven't even met her in real life. She was like, I left my we girl. Did. We met we met one time. We met at um at C's uh uh the the party. Okay. The lunch yeah, party yeah, yeah, opening. Okay. Yes. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, right. we did meet. So so yeah, right. I've met some of the people, but I, I do have so much fun in the group. I mean, it's like laughter to straight tears. Like yes. it's yes. so much <laughs> Fun. I love it. I love it. I love it. I cannot wait until we can do this conference, but that's another conversation. Anyway, ladies, yeah. uh, the other two, Victoria and then Fallon. Vicki, where can the people find you? So you guys can find me on IG um, as PrettySweetBee85. Um, if you have any like business suggestions or any commentary, send it my way. I want to hear from you. Okay. Awesome. And Fallon? Yes, guys, you can find me on Jada F. Ray at Instagram and uh, Facebook. And tag me in all the tea. I'm telling y'all, I'll be like the last to know. And I'll be trying to keep up, but, you know, I'll help you grow up. 
Okay, we got you. We got to start tagging you, and uh, and all the all the fun things that we, that we find online. Um, and last but not least, my, myself, I'm Heather D. So you can find me at Heather D. on Facebook, on Instagram. It's Hez D E E one six. Um, the show Instagram is in the thick T H A because ethnic and then also uh my new venture the round table shy you can find me at the underscore round table underscore shy so very excited the video should be ready soon within the next couple days so i'm so so ready for that so we'll be setting that out and then we will do part two of the um marriage and divorce within the black community that is going to be recorded on february the 28th so so very happy, so very excited about that. Thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners. You guys are amazing. We could not do this without you. We love the feedback that you guys give us. We love uh, the DMs. I love the text messages that I get um, about the, the episodes and them being shared. It's just so amazing. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up for the night. We love you guys, and have a good rest of your week. Bye. Thank you. Mm-hmm.